Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Malthouse Games Podcast, episode number 83. My name is Delton. I'll be your host this evening, and with me, as usual, is my lovely wife and yellow player, Haley. 83 and feeling free. 83 and feeling thirsty. Hell yeah, brother. You have to admit that was pretty good. I also already elbowed my bell <laughs> on my drum set. We just, we've already planned that sometime during this episode, we're going to have to put in the maintenance music, the because we will have spilled some beer or knocked over a crash cymbal onto the drum mat. It's going to happen. We're preparing for it, but we've accepted that fate. And so, Delty, this is the first week of 2021, and we've had a wild week. It's already been a little crazy. Haley, would you like to put out our first official statement of this year? Yes, we wanted to acknowledge that there was an insurrection at the Capitol this week. Those people were not patriots. We are against their actions and disappointed in the leaders who inspired it. And I think that that's a way to start 2021. Better luck next year. Here's to 2022. (laughs) Give me a beer, Delton. That's pretty much where we're at already. But by golly, we're going to make this better. 2021 is going to improve from here. If you start off on a low note, it can only go up. Don't, don't, don't speak, uh, don't set the bar there because 2021 might find a way to get a little, remember when, yeah. when we were only worried about Bean Dad? Yeah. Remember like, wait, what? You haven't heard of Bean Dad? I still have no idea what that is. I've heard the term on Twitter Oh and my stuff. God. Okay. I am going to put it out there for my internet warriors to inform Delton about Bean Dad, which was I, the cultural low point of 2021 or so we thought. I just, I, I just don't care anymore. <laughs> that's the problem i'm done <laughs> it was significant I, until <laughs> i just we're di- the first beer for this episode oh actually welcome to the podcast we talk about board games and shit here's a beer uh this is from crooked stave artisan beer project which is someone we have here uh locally i think it's in oklahoma isn't it i have no idea i'm pretty sure no denver colorado i lied <laughs> i bought like six random beers like all throughout the last couple of months and this yeah. is the last of those six random beers, and I don't remember when I bought it, but I just remember it sounded good. It does. It is Sour Rosé, a wild ale fermented in oak with raspberries and blueberries. It is an American sour. On the back of the can, it says, Primary fermented with our mixed culture of wild yeast and bacteria, Sour Rosé undergoes secondary fermentation in large oak uh, foders, F-O-E-D-E-R-S, D-E-R-S, I don't know what that is, Voters on raspberries and blueberries, showcasing the effervescent champagne-type character. Sour Rosé is the perfect sour beer for all seasons and occasions. Unfiltered and naturally wild, we package each can with a small amount of yeast to maintain maximum freshness for whatever life's adventures take you. Wherever. I can't read. Cultured in yeast. Which is why, if you notice our glasses, what I poured from the bottom of the can was a little bit of yeast. So you know what it smells like? Ooh, that smells really good. Smells like photos and bacteria. I hate you so much. I don't know what the hell a photos <laughs> is. It says large oak photos. I'm guessing it's like an oak barrel. Nobody knows. That's why it's provocative. That's why it's provocative. This episode's already off the rails. <laughs> Just like 2021. This is definitely a sour. It mm. smells very good. It's making my mouth water. It smells very sweet. It does smell very sweet. You know those sour punch straws, like the strawberry kind? Yeah. That's what it smells like. I could see that. It's a nice amber color. Uh, It's hazy because of the yeast and sediment from the bottom of the can. You probably could avoid that if you wanted, 
But after I poured a little out in my glass, I was like, all right, I got to pour the other part in Haley's glass so we get equal sediment. You've committed. I committed. Super crisp. Holy nuts. Very tart. My shoulders went up to my ears. Uh, that's a legitimate thing that happened. I watched it. It was pretty good. <laughs> I think you got the squeak as well. Like, that hit me. Mm, it's very, like, sh- candy, sugar candy sweet. Like a tart candy. It's very dry finish, mm. but it leaves your mouth watering. Like, you, you swallow, your mouth's dry, and then all of a sudden your, like, saliva glands kick in and you start watering in your mouth. It's very good. That was a wonderful, that's what she said. I definitely get the raspberry in there. It's pretty light. But I get that. This is a really good sour. I'm having to take two drinks because I take a drink and I swallow. And then my mouth just gushes with liquid. I have to swallow again before I could speak. Exactly. It's wild, man. It is very raspberry-y. Very raspberry but very, very good. I really, this might be one of my top sours now. It's, it's delicious. Just, it's a clean sour that doesn't linger too long. Yeah, my, <laughs> We're spitting all over the place. <laughs> our salival glands are going crazy right now. We're both having to pause and swallow. And I'm going to be cutting out those awkward pauses between, so you won't really notice no, it. No, keep them in. No, they it's weird. They need the full effect. It's weird. You're weird. And they still listen. Maybe not after this one. <laughs> Ooh, that's a really good beer, though. I like that a lot. Crooked Staves. What is it? I don't know. Something rosé. Sour rosé. Crooked Staves, good-ass shit. Yes, I can, I'll agree with that statement. <laughs> so this has been a wonky-tonk week, Delty Poo. It has been a bit of a wonky week. I mean... Work-wise, it's pretty much normal for me. Video game-wise, has been fairly normal. A lot of Hades, a lot of Raft, a little bit of World of Warcraft, not a lot, and starting into more, you know, podcast products, or not products, but projects for 2021, trying to get kickstarted into those and moving forward. So that's kind of been my last week. My last week has been pretty good, too. We had New Year's Eve. Rang in 2021 together, watching The Office, and just chilling on the couch. Margie is currently asleep at my feet, wrapped in a little blankie. We will post a picture of her later. She is darling. And then, also, I got my first round of the COVID vaccine today. Should I tell the story? Yeah, go ahead. So, uh, as a, a licensed mental health therapist, I do count as a medical worker. Mental health is health, turns out. And so, uh... Oklahoma is really decentralized and wonky in that they got this huge supply of vaccines from my from what from what I understand. And basically they've given some to each county and each county has been like, "Okay, this is how we're going to run it." And so every county has been different. So one county was very disorganized, it sounds like. From what my friend said, everybody just got there and stood in line and then had to stand in line in the building as like a huge ironically a super spreader event. And then another one was very clinical um you go into a doctor's office um you wait in line but it's like staggered six feet apart i apparently went to the military base so there's a sooner mall in norman oklahoma where ou is located and so i sign up for that one uh basically you you've had to fight to get a spot to get your covid test or your your covid vaccine and so i got my spot the nearest one i could get was in norman i drive down there we're met at sooner mall parking lot by the National Guard, and they told us to park and wait for the soldier with the blue flag to walk by in the parking lot to signal we are allowed to go in. That I don't know what about I don't know what it was about this experience that I was like, oh my gosh, I am like in a post-apocalyptic movie. 
because the National Guard directs us to park. We wait, and literally, and we can post a picture of this too, a National Guard member walks by with an orange flag, signaling the 130 people to go in. 30 minutes later, a guy with a blue flag walks by, and so we all walk in. There's only like eight of us. They have us stood in line from the time I walked in to the time I got my vaccine was six minutes, and they watched me for 15. They put a little piece of masking tape on my shirt that said 221. That was the time I was allowed to go after 15 minutes observation. Had a bunch of nurses in there watching us all six feet apart, and I got to go home. It was a good experience. Like, I, I understand that the other counties, you know, got the vaccine early. This is very new. State of Oklahoma didn't give much structure, and they are doing the best they can, and they are kicking butt, and they are vaccinating living crap out of Oklahomans, and we are grateful for them. It is not their fault that the state of Oklahoma does not have their ducks in a row. We appreciate you, healthcare workers. God bless America, and God bless the healthcare workers. And I'll get my vaccine sometimes in the next coming months. We signed Delton up. He's on the list. <laughs> I'm on phase He's three. He's got to wait for his turn. Yep, I'm in phase three. Whenever that comes, I have no idea. And Cthulhu, bless the healthcare workers. And Cthulhu, bless America. Definitely. Yeah, that was my experience today. Got my COVID vaccine. My arm hurts, but so far, haven't got any third arm growing. I am glad that uh, now I don't have to carry my cell phone around for Bill Gates to track me, since I have the <laughs> the device implanted <laughs> in my arm now. You now receive 5G directly? I do. Just open my mouth. Like a satellite dish, wah, 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 wah. but it Is only it acts a as a hotspot. Yeah, basically a hotspot. Oh, others can connect to you. Yeah, I get it. So that'll be handy on a plane or something. It really will. Actually, that would be bad on a plane. Maybe I don't know why they block cell signals. I'm guessing it interferes somehow with everything. From what I understand, it is a myth. Ah. They thought it did, but it really doesn't. But I think it's part of that safety theater business again. That makes sense. Yeah. But what do I know? But yeah, so this week got a COVID vaccine. We rescued a dog right before the podcast. Yeah. Found a dog roaming the neighborhood, went door to door at like 9.45 at night. Is this your dog? I mean, we went to two doors. I said the, door to door. And the second one was the correct one, so yes, It I was. Guess. His name was Zeus. He was a big chocolate lab, and he was very sweet. It smelled very stinky. Yep. But that was our week. Pretty good week. Can't complain. Nope, not really. Last time I ordered a round of shots, I was at a bar. Hey. <laughs> You know, this year's been wonky already, but surely we should have seen it coming. Oh, here's the door. It's straight ahead. It's it's a game. Yeah. Speaking of seeing it coming in a roundabout way, the game of this episode is a game called Medium, a mind-reading party game. And it was gifted to us by none other than... Andrew! Yay! Thank you, Andrew! Seriously. And for my smut book. And for, and for Haley's smut book, so thank you, Andrew. Andrew is also one of our Patreon backers. Speaking of which, let's also thank our Patreon backers, which is going to be Allison, Alan, Jesse, Catherine, Jennifer, and Cliff. Thank you guys so much for supporting us and helping us continue this podcast, as well as the other Patreon backers like Andrew, who may not back at the podcast level, but they support us, and we appreciate every single ounce of it. Yes, thank you all so much for your support and both lending us your ears and the occasional monies. Yes, but thank you, Andrew. Merry Christmas holiday time, and thank you for the game. So Medium is, I believe it's developed by Storm Chaser Games. Yes, they did the game design. It is put out by Greater Than Games. Game development is Christopher Bedell, Paul Bender, and Maggie Clayton. Art is Sarah Kelly. Graphic design, Sarah Kelly. Rulebook and box graphic design is Saray Henderson. Creative direction is Jennifer Clausen. 
playtesting and rules development coordinators Chris Burton. And then the editing is Paul Bender, Jennifer Clausen, and Alexander Schmidt. And the editor-in-chief is Christopher Bedell. So Medium, a mind-reading party game, is a very simple game that holds anywhere from two to eight people. And it says it clocks in from 30 to 45 minutes of play. What we thought we would do. This game is a very simple one to explain. But instead of just explaining the game and going on to talk from there, we wanted to give an example of how the game is played. For a very easy example for me and Haley, and then we will play a couple cards of this to get uh, kind of the idea across and also just have some fun. The way the game works is you'll have a hand of cards. You will pick a card as well as someone else around the table in a two-player game. It's just the other person in a multiple-player game. It's the person to the left of you, I believe. And in a team-based game, it's the person across from you. And there's going to be points and stuff involved in a full game, but in what we're going to do, we're not going to worry about that. The way it's going to work is you pick a card of your six from your hand, and the other player picks one as well. You both will reveal it. You'll read yours. Basically, the first player plays theirs and says it. The other player then picks one and says it. Both of those people now have to think of one word, or not really one word, but like one thing. So it could be like Abraham Lincoln. Okay. It could be an oak tree. But the more vague, kind of the better, I think, for this game. Okay. Basically, I'll play a card, you play a card. My card could be mouse. Your card could be um, cheese. I don't know why it would be cheese. <laughs> or let's say field, if you had like uh, grass and I had mouse and you had grass, then we would both think of something and we'd agree that we're ready. We would count down three, two, one, and we would say the word we were thinking. So for mouse and grass, I could say something like field, like thinking like a field mice. Field See, mouse. Or... We haven't played this yet. Delton's explaining it to me as well as you. I'm explaining it so we can play it because it's one of those games that's simple enough to grasp and get your hands on, but I just wanted to showcase it a little on the podcast because it's just that simple idea that also is one of those fun ideas. Plus, we just got it in the mail, and so we are chomping at the bit to play it. Okay, Delton, what do I do with these six cards? Okay, so I will let you go first. So you pick one of those cards to be your word. Can I look at it? You may look at it. In this game, you're going to have a hand of six cards. So Haley's looking at her. She will pick a word. Haley, once you're ready, you will read it out loud, and then I will pick a word after that. Heart. All right, and my word is going to be banana. It's not an easy game. Okay, I got one. It's easy to grasp, but it's not easy to do. Ready. All right, I think I'm ready. Three. Three. Two, Two, one. one. Potassium. Peach. All right. You said potassium. I said a peach. I said potassium because potassium is good for your heart. Okay. So now the way the game works, normally if we would have gotten that, we would take a token from the first attempt pile, which are either, I believe, scored five or six points, basically the highest scoring. Now we get to try again, but instead of using the cards words, we can't, we basically have to ignore these. We go off the words that we said. So we'll go off potassium and peach. Oh, God. Which makes things more difficult. This is terrible. Mm-hmm. This is wonderful. We're not going to get any points this round, Elton. I'm ready. Ready. Three, two, one. Gummy salt. vitamins. All right. You said gummy vitamins. I said salt. All right. So now we don't get to take a token from the second attempt pile. We get one more attempt off of gummy vitamins and salt. Okay. Boy, this is rough. Holy jeez. Uh, you've already got one? I hope. 
gummy vitamins and salt. All right, I'm just going to go with something because I have no idea. Right. Ready? All right. Three, two, one. Minerals. All right, I said candy, you said minerals. We failed again, which means we would get no points for this card. I did not fail. You failed. No. Yep. Just as much as I did. All right. Okay. So here's what's going to happen. I'll go first. I'll pick a card, and then you get to do whatever you want. So my card is going to be ant, as in the bug. Mm. Or as Haley would say, bug. Bug. Mine is going to be table. Oh, okay. Ready? I guess. Three. Three, two, two one. one. Bugs. Oh, wait. <laughs> I said bugs. <laughs> I forgot what I was going to say. All right, we got picnic and we got bugs. Okay. Ready? Yep. Three, Three, two, two, one. one. Ladybug. (laughs) So you said basket and I said ladybug. So we missed again. So, okay, basket and ladybug. We can do this. We can do this. No, we can't. We can do this. Let's go again. Ready? Oh, I got a thing. Hold on. Okay, basket and ladybug. Roll hopscotch. We're really bad at these games. I feel like I have really great connected answers for a lot of them. I have terrible ones. (laughs) I'm really bad at these kinds of games. I know. I got to channel my inner Delton. What did I say? Ladybug? And you said basket. Yeah, so. Okay. Ready? I guess. Three. Three, two, two, one. Checkered cloth. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, you said purse. And I said checkered cloth that you would use in a picnic basket that could look like a ladybug. I almost did checkered cloth really? for the for the other one. Oh. For I think it was uh the first one. Yeah. Damn. Well Let, let's try again. That's okay. Okay, you pick a card first this time. We're really bad at this game. Wedding. 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 Kitchen. I'm gonna do fireworks. Wedding and fireworks. Okay. Okay, three, two, one. Fourth of July. Okay, <laughs> I said Fourth of July. Where does wedding fit in? Firework wedding, Fourth of July. I feel like that's an American thing. America. All right, so fireworks and wedding turned into Fourth of July and celebration. So let's go with that. Okay, I got a good one. I got a good one. All right, three, <laughs> two, one. Holiday. <laughs> well, hold on, we're close now. You've got Independence Day, and I said holiday. But now where do we go from here? I don't know. All right. Independence Day and holiday. Okay. That one. Uh, Read my mind, damn it. (laughs) It's not working. It's being blocked by the 5G in your arm. God Uh, dang. Coronavirus vaccine. Independence Day and holiday. Look into my eyes. All right, ready? Ready. Three, two, one. July. President's Day. I said July. It's not a holiday. It's not, but it's a Independence Day is in July, and it's a holiday. So July. All right, we're uh, we're zero and three right now. Like completely not getting anywhere with these. (laughs) We're really bad. All right. All right, I'm picking the first one this time. You ready? Okay, ready. All right, I got ski. Like, if you go to the mountains, you go skiing, you're using skis. One, ski. 
So or to ski, I guess it could be as in like the act of skiing. Train. Oh. Okay. Three, two, one. Mountain. Mountain. Oh! oh yeah, look we at that. We freaking got it. Oh, that um, felt so rewarding. <laughs> gold star. I like I'm wondering how many people are like, oh, they're probably cheating in the editing. And no, we're not. We freaking got that one. <laughs> we got it, man. Don't you take this away from me, listener. I turned off my 5G for a second. Close my mouth. I wish it was that easy. Excuse me. What? Go okay, go ahead. Hammer. All right, and mine is Antarctica. <laughs> All right. Ready? Antarctica and hammer. All right, I'll try something. Three, two, two one. Science! science. Yay! Yay! <laughs> All right, we got two. Let's do one, one more, more to finish our hand of six. I'm really proud of us for that one. All right, you ready? I am ready. I get to do mine first. Okay. River. Shakespeare. Oh, Jesus. I got something, but we'll see how it goes. River and Shakespeare. Oh, this is not going to go well. All right, I guess. Three, two, two one. one. Blood. English Channel. <laughs> <laughs> I said blood. I, I said English Channel. I thought Shakespeare, people die in his stuff a lot. Rivers of blood. I kind of did a dumb thing. And you said English Channel. So now we have blood and English Channel. Great. We're great. We're good. We at least got two first try, but we've gotten none of the other tries at all. That is true. Here's the thing. What's crazy to me is so far, I feel the if you don't get it the first try, it's harder. Yes. Significantly harder. Much harder. At least for us in this situation. Now, with more people, I don't know. So Shakespeare, or sorry, English Channel and Blood. K. K. Three, two, two one. Targaryen. William the Conqueror. <laughs> I had William the Conqueror, and you said Targaryen. Targaryen. All right, so we get one last one, right? Yeah. Oh, God. William the Conqueror and Targaryen. All right, I got one thing. I got one thing, too. All right. Three, Three two, two, one. one. Ruler. I feel like king and ruler... Yeah. Can kind of go together. I, I would think so, because I was thinking of Daenerys, and she's not a king. Yeah. So I, I I would think so. And I was thinking William the Conqueror when he won over England, and I'm going to call that good. We get at least three points from that. We get the lowest amount of points from the third chip set, so there is one hand of medium. The game is going to go essentially in that manner. Uh, this is obviously not a full game, and it's just with two people. You can go up to eight people, like I said, either playing all kind of together or I guess it's uh, separate groups. I actually haven't looked at how the scoring works outside of a two-player scenario. Okay, so it would be with your partner. So if it's, it'd be you and the person to your left, you would have an amount of points for how many you get. Then they go with the person to their left, and they have a certain amount of points. And it's all the different pairs. So basically, we got 15 points. Uh, not necessarily here. Because the if you get it the first try, the chips are either five or six points apiece. You just take one at random. So it could be 18 points. But Sorry, it wouldn't be 18 because I'm an idiot. It's max 15. I don't know how to do math. Yeah, maximum we would get right now would be six, six, and two. So 14 points. Nice. But yes, and if you do in uh, teams, you basically have uh, a, a teammate across from you 
and you would try to keep track of points, and whoever has the most at the end would be the winner. So there you go. That is how Medium works. As you can see, or hear, it's a very simple game to play, but it is not an easy game to play. Trying to think on the same page as your partner is very difficult, in my opinion, especially when it's supposed to be one thought. I also have an issue where we start counting down, and we get to the end, and then I forget what I was going to say, which is (laughs) probably more of a personal issue. That's okay. You're cute and fun to look at, so. I friggin' hope so. We can put up with some things. Exactly. But yes, yeah, so that's how Medium's going to work. It's a fun little game, as you can see. It's very simple. It's something you can break out with a large group of people and very, very easily play with a group and just have fun, have some laughs, and just enjoy time together. It's definitely something I would want to break out if we could have a group of people over. See, I could see us playing this in the car. Oh, definitely. Like picking two cards out. Mm-hmm. Like if you were driving, I could just yep. randomly draw one for each of us. I think that would be a lot of fun. Kind of have that just as long as you want to play in the car kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And what I want to do for me and you is keep track of how many points we get each time playing a full game mm-hmm. and then start keeping track and trying to beat our high score. Oh, trying to beat yeah. our high score. And we can keep a little like sticky note or notepad, something in the box here because it's a good sized box, but there's enough room to hold a small like pad of sticky notes. By the time we're 90, we're going to kick ass at this game. I think and hope so. So what's neat about it too is there's like 15 sets of um maybe 15 sets of 18 cards. I'm not 100%, but there's these different sets of cards and those sets are supposed to make it a little bit, I believe, easier. Yes. There's uh medium contains 18 sets of cards. And each set has so many cards inside of it. I'm not sure how many it has. But you're in a normal game, in two-player, you mix three sets together. Each set, so we had a set here, are supposed to be like kind of easier to get to work together. But you mix these sets together. And then uh, when you have a bigger player game, if you have six people, you play with five sets. If you have eight people, you play with seven sets. You always do one less. Okay. And what you do is there's those cards there that have the crystal ball. There's different crystal balls. You sh- you split the deck into like three parts or more, mm-hmm. and you shuffle the crystal ball cards in. And what it is is once you have so many crystal ball cards drawn, that is when the game's over. Ah, okay. So it's not who gets the most points first. It's once all of your psychic energy shatters that crystal ball at the table that the game is over. It has to be bad luck. It would have to be bad luck. But yes, it's a really neat game. It's very fun. I think that this is one, if it sounds like something that your group would enjoy or your family would enjoy, highly recommend picking this up. I think it's just one of those, like, it's one of those party games that can also work with two players that happens to hit the nail on the head in terms of nice and light, easy to play, but requires a little bit of thought and stuff and kind of gets your thought processes going and makes you laugh. It does. So I think it nails that. Highly recommend. Thank you, Andrew. We didn't see this coming. Hey. Hey, what can I get you? I'd like a topic. Any special way? Make it a top shelf topic. Coming up. Enjoy. So our topic for today's episode are games where you get to play psychic, where you have to, like, tune into the other person's psyche. Yes, I titled the topic section Psychic Games, and I know we've kind of covered something similar to this before. But that was games involving psychics. More of a theme rather than an action. Yes. And this is an approach. This is an approach more of a style of the game. Or not a style, but something involved in it. So, as is the case in Medium, you have to try 
and kind of get your brain on the same page as a partner of yours or somebody else around the table. And that is something that, to me, sets apart a certain amount of, especially party games. I feel that most of the games that do this are in the party game category, and I think that that's appropriate for the style. And Medium definitely does that. And there's something about trying to think the way somebody else thinks that it, I mean, I rack my brain every time trying to be like, all right, how would Haley approach this? How would Brian approach this? How would Allison approach this? How would I figure out if this person, you know, what are they thinking here? What are they thinking there? And there's just something like inherently fun about trying to match up to what someone's thinking without having an actual like verbal cue or hints or anything. Right. Because we all have different mental maps. Like if you think of, let's say the color red, my mental map might show fire truck, ladybug, and I don't know, an old guitar. Whereas Delton's mental map might show uh, his editing software and a Pokemon card and an old hat whenever he was a kid. Like we all have very different mental maps for words for objects we make different associations based on our life experiences and so you have to take into consideration not only what kinds of connections do you make and what kinds of connections would others make but what kinds of connections does the person you're playing with make and that's very true and it's hard to think of yeah it's hard to figure out because i don't know your mental map no i'm gonna talk about the beer this time dang it so before we get too much into the topic though i'd like to talk about our next beverage So we are drinking a Summit Company sparkling ginger beer, non-alcoholic beverage. It is spicy. It is botanical. It is a ginger drink with herbal extracts. I didn't think that the beer we had, the first one was 4.5% alcohol. I left that off. Not bad. So this one is 0% alcohol and is also an Aldi original. It is. It's the Aldi brand ginger beer. If you have not had a ginger beer, imagine a ginger ale but the ginger is so stout that it literally burns the back of your throat. It's like ginger plus sugar, whereas most ginger ales are sugar plus ginger. Yes, I like that. I like that. And again, this is non-alcoholic. I mean, you could make it alcoholic by adding in some schnapps or something fun. Easily. You could use this for your, is it a mule that uses ginger beer? Mm-hmm. Easily use it for a mule. It has a nice, cloudy, almost like a very light, real lemonade. Yeah. Definitely. A light lemon, real lemonade. It smells... Mm, Smells sweet and spicy. It's very sweet, and you get that ginger spice in your eyes when you smell it. It's got a nice amount of carbonation. It really bites the back of your throat from the ginger, but also the carbonation at the same time. But it's sweet as well. It is. It has a very sweet flavor on top. It's fuzzy on the tip, sweet in the middle, burn on the back. Absolutely. It's very, very good. Like Haley said, this is non-alcoholic. You can easily make it alcoholic or drink it the way as it is, which is what we've done. It essentially tastes like a very stout ginger ale, and I like that. I'm a big ginger ale fan, but I've, like, unless I'm buying a ginger ale, like, I'll buy Canada Dry. Canada Dry and Jameson goes very well together as a mixed drink, but I really like the brand Main Root. Their Mm -hmm. ginger ale has a bite like this, but this, like, kicks it up another notch because this isn't a ginger ale with a bite. This is a ginger beer. Right. It's just a little bit different, but very good. I highly recommend this if that sounds like something you would like. And Aldi has it for like $4 for it's a It's like pack. nothing because it's Aldi, yeah. Blessed. But this is very good, so yes, I recommend getting some of that. And so back to the topic today. You know, we were talking about games where you have to connect with others. You have to kind of get in their mind. You have to be a psychic. You have to read their marbles. Yeah. Decipher their thoughts. 
who they are, what are they thinking about, how the hell are we going to win this game? And it's a lot of fun to name some of our favorites that we own that I can look at on the shelf real fast and get. Not only do we now own Medium, Codenames does this. Mm-hmm. A lot of people don't think about it, but Codenames is not just connecting things on a board. It's how does somebody think? Right. How does their brain connect these words themselves and how can you interpret it? Muse is that way as well, but without giving you words. Like yeah. you're, you're given pictures and you have to have the other person guess which pic- picture you're thinking of whenever there's like six laid out in front of you. And so you have to give a clue that not only will you see, but what will they notice? Delton knows if there is a cat in any picture, I'm going to look for the cat. There could be like yep. 50 other things going on, rainbows, something on fire, teddy bears, but I am going to see the cat. And that's, what's, that's in my mental map what I'm going to pick out. So what's neat when you bring up Muse, Muse is a game where, yes, there you are going to be given a prompt that tells you what type of clue you give, and you're going to be given a way you have to give it. So it's like, you're going to have to draw something in the air, and it's going to have to be uh, for this card, basically. So it'll, it'll give you the card you're targeting and how what kind of clue you can give, and you have to give it. So it's draw shape, or name a, a book, a real-life book, or name a musician. So there's that one. Then you turn it a little bit, and you have Dixit, where Dixit is giving any kind of word clue, whether it's a word, a sound, an action, or you want to recite a paragraph of poetry Whatever you feel gets across the card, but in Dixit, it's not, I want you to guess this exactly. Dixit is, I want most of you to guess it, but not all of you, mm-hmm. but I also don't want none of you to. Mm-hmm. Then, again, another game that takes the same thing but twists it with that art interpretation, as we talked about, is Mysterium, right? where it's a visual clue to try to find something visual with no words involved. Right, and we talked about that one in episode six. Was it episode six? Yes. I know we've talked about it again at some point. I think we had like an art interpretation topic somewhere down the line. It was also the Halloween episode. It was like our, Is top, that it was? It was our top Halloween game. Oh, that's right. And we talked about it. But yeah. that game does the same thing where you're trying to think, okay, what are they thinking? Are they going for the color? Are they going for this object? This one's got something pointy and so does this. Is that what they're thinking here? Is that what they're telling us? And there's something about interpreting that, whether it is through just, you know, a simple, easy word of medium trying to connect two words. If it's trying to connect multiple words to a team in code names or pointing people toward artwork in Amuse and Dixit and Mysterium, all of those have the similar feel. The last one uh, that I'll name here is Wavelength, which we talked about being one of our absolutely favorite party games. Wavelength does the same thing. You take a scale, that person gets to think of a clue, and on that scale, you have to think, okay, well, how are they doing this clue? And my favorite example is when I was playing the prototype version at BGGCon in 2018. Jesus, in 2018, I was playing with Sean and Alan from Tuesday Night Games and some other people, and I gave a clue. It was dull to sharp, and I said an old kitchen knife. And in my brain, that's still decently sharp. An old kitchen knife's probably pretty sharp. It's not all the way dull for sure, and it's not all the way sharp. It's probably pretty in the middle. Well, Sean makes the comment of, there's a lot of things duller than, or uh, there's a lot of things duller than an old kitchen knife. What did he say? Like a lot of things, old, an old kitchen knife. Delton's not dumb. He knows this. Blah blah blah. And completely missed it. They like went way sharp with it. Because in my brain, when I said old dull, or old kitchen knife, that's a, a old kitchen knife's pretty dull, but not the dullest. So it's kind of in the middle. 
or maybe a little more to the dull side, and they were thinking, okay, well, like a sponge is significantly duller, so that means the knife needs to be on the sharper side because it's a knife. And it just depends on how you think and trying to interpret that. There's just something inherently fun. It always gets people laughing in those games. There's always jokes to be said. People probably mad at me for being bad at it, especially Brian with (laughs) Mysterium, but it's just fun. It is. And these are the games like, yes, there's a goal, and yes, we want to win, and no, of course, we're going to try our best. But the silly things that you get to talk about, the silly discussions it brings up, like the like with Delton and I playing just now, the weird connections you make and how often we just bust it out laughing, it's wonderful. And I know I make fun of Delton and his connections. Yeah. But, I mean, we do make good connections, one. He does have good responses, too. And three, even when we have, like, off-the-wall responses, it's still fun. I, I know how to think good. You do know how to think good. I think good. You think real good. You look good, too. Wow. Wow. But yes, these kind of games are always very fun for us. I need to look into what else we have that kind of has this, and I don't think we have anything else. But I am never opposed to this type of game. I think that's the thing. Like, if it comes to, hey, let's play a game, we have a group of six or seven people. These are the games I want to choose. Absolutely. It's not often that I go to another party game. And sure, there's other ones like Spyfall and Shifty-Eyed Spies. Things like that that are also, I mean, they're still fun. We have a ton of other fun games. But my goodness, this is the realm in which I want to live. You know what I mean? Absolutely. I just like it. With that being said, let's move to the question and wrap this up. And now, join us for a Malthouse Games Podcast special bite-sized question. The question for the episode goes perfectly with the game of the episode medium. Haley, what Am I thinking? I'm tired. Surprisingly, that's not what I've been thinking. Oh. Yeah. What have you been thinking? Uh, I really need to lube my keyboard switches. After you knocked my banana split switches off that box, putting Margie's that was bed Margie. down, that was you with the bed, uh, it made me think of, oh, I've got, what do I have there? I have banana splits. I have lavender. I have EVO ones. I have my little tykes. I have my Gateron yellows, and I have my mauve switches. All of which need to be filmed and lubed. And I'm like ten into the mauves, and that's it. The rest of those are factory. So I've got some work to do on those. You do. You have a lot of work to do. I don't have to do it, but it's fun and enjoyable, and it's kind of relaxing. I just haven't done it, but that's what I've been thinking. It's kind of a mindfulness activity, you know. It really is. So Delton, what am I thinking? You're dreading how much laundry you're about to do? Oh, man. <laughs> you had to remind me. You don't want to end the podcast because you're like, dang it, if we stop recording, I've got to go do laundry. I don't know if I can tonight, Del. I don't care. I'm tired. You don't tired. have to do it at all. I was thinking about kitties. Like, oh, well, that's that's just a no. That's how your brain <laughs> exists on an average day. Kitties. We can't use that. No, we'll we'll work on laundry tomorrow. Okay. We don't have to worry about it. So we did not read each other's minds. Again, no. I think it's the 5G. I don't know. It might be that first beer at this point. We were far removed from dinner time, and we saved a dog since then. So That's true. <laughs> well, I think that that's going to wrap up this episode. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening to the Malthouse Games podcast. Make sure to check us out on all social media at Malthouse Games, M-A-L-T-H-A-U-S Games. If you have any kind of question that you want to ask us, any comments for us, or if there's a question, topic, or game you want us to look at 
to put on an episode, we are more than happy to look into those and consider them for the next episodes. Just send those to us in an email, contact at malthousegames.com. You can always find me personally at Delton Brack, D-E-L-T-O-N-B-R-A-C-K, and Haley at S-Q-U-I-R-R-E-L-L-Y-G-E-E-K. That is at Squirrely Geek. This has been a wild year so far, guys. We're going to make it an excellent 2021. This is the first episode of 2021. Thank you for coming back in 2021 and sticking with us. It's going to be a journey, and I'm excited. We're going to reach the 100th episode this year. We will. We will finally reach a full 100 episodes. Oh, my God. What are we going to do? I don't know. It's weird because we do every two weeks because there's no feasible way we could do weekly. We don't buy enough new games, essentially. (laughs) (laughs) We could do, I mean, we've done so many games off our shelf at this point. It would be, I don't know, it would be difficult to do an episode every single week without either buying new games, getting a lot of review copies or something, or just every week, like, this game, we have to do it. This game, we have to do it. Going down the line. And at that point, I think it would be a burnout amount. I mean, we could always quit our jobs. I totally wish I could quit my job and just do nothing but content creation and random hobbies. I would love it. But yes, for every two weeks, 100th episode within our, this is our starting our fourth year. Yeah. Woo! I am surprised it's been four years. Jeez. We, we've been doing a good job. I feel like we have. I still am energized to do the podcast most of the time. Sometimes I'm tired and just not looking forward to the edit. That's generally it. But we're always excited to record, and I hope that's reflected in our I hope so. I have fun recording. I have fun. Once I'm done editing, it feels rewarding. I get it out. I see some listens come up. Boom. I like it. It's enjoyable. So I think that that's going to wrap everything up. I don't know that I have much else to say, except for thank you for tuning in to episode number 83 We will be back in two weeks after this with another great episode. I guess that'll still be in January, won't it? It will be. It will be, and we'll be off, kicking 2021 off, hopefully well for the podcast. I don't know that there's much else to say except for sit back, relax, grab a drink, and play some games. We'll see you folks later. Goodbye. Bye.